Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to this special bonus edition of the Media Podcast. I'm Matt Deegan and it's Ken Bruce again. If you're not a radio nerd, please look away now. There's a TV festival special for you lot, though, coming soon, because this episode is our deep dive into the Radio figures, uh, released on Thursday and particularly showing what's happened since Radio 2 lost the host of its biggest show to commercial rival Greatest Hits Radio. Uh, who's won audience? Who's lost theirs? Uh, let's find out in this special edition of the Media Podcast. And joining me is someone who enjoys Rachel almost as much as I do. Uh, it's Adam Bowie, day job at the BBC, but here very much uh, uh, on his own on his own dime. Um, uh, Adam, welcome to the show. Hi, Matt. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, no worries. So um, I think the big story today is definitely about Ken Bruce. This is the first uh, first time uh, that we'll get to see some audience figures since he's joined Greatest Hits Radio. Yeah, it's uh, it's slightly odd because it is a six month rolling figure. And so it's kind of he's partly in this data. Let's put it that way. Well, more on that in a bit. First of all, I caught up with the group program director of Hits Radio Network uh, to tell us all about the Ken figures. Uh, this is Gary Steen. Yeah, I mean, we are delighted today because obviously we've seen significant growth. We've got a new headline number for Greatest Hits, all-time high. Um, and it looks like um, certainly the move has has really worked well from from the audience's point of view because uh, they've, they've, it looks like a lot, a lot of listeners have followed Ken across, which is great to see. So Greatest Hits Radio up to 5.9 million and Ken Bruce's 10 to 1 show at about 3 million. Yeah, that's that, that's it. So, I mean, I think I think for us, obviously, as I said, highest ever reach. I think the growth has been phenomenal, really. Uh, 620,000 listeners in the last 13 weeks. It's, you know, I think we've, we've added close to 2 million since the same period last year. So, you know, looking at those numbers, obviously, that, that, is, that is just fabulous to see. Big jump in, in listening hours as well. You know, in terms of Ken's show, yeah, I mean that was obviously one of the one of the first things we looked at today. And you know, Ken has added, um, it looks like close to over eight hundred thousand listeners, Matt, in, in a single quarter, which is up thirty seven percent quarter on quarter in terms of in terms of the numbers. And and certainly, Popmaster is, uh, as you can imagine, the biggest the biggest peak of the day. So that's that's been the appointment we thought it would be for the audience. Over 2 million listeners tuning in each week between half 10 and 11, which is, just to put some some numbers on that, up 757,000 
and the market share for that segment of the show alone uh, just went double from 3.7 to 7. So, uh, so yeah, very, very strong from certainly from the numbers point of view on Kenshire. And probably it's not the end of uh, though that growth either. I mean, there's a slightly kind of strange quirk of radar no. in how in how radio stations uh, report their figures. So, uh, Grady Sits Radio report their figures in half is a half yearly, which means it wraps together this quarter and last quarter's data. And some of the and historically some of the the smaller parts of your network have had kind of whole year uh, figures. So it takes a little while for it to follow through, doesn't it? To catch up, yeah, to catch up. I mean that that's the interesting thing. Um, you know, unlike a purely national station, uh, Greater Sits is obviously made up of lots of local transmitters, and these TSAs, some of them, as you say, are on twelve month rolling data. So, yeah, so w- I think what we will see is um, that growth continuing, I would hope, um, over the next uh, two, or, two or three surveys, because for some stations, actually, we've only got three months out of 12, which have got Ken in these numbers. So, yeah, this, I think there is more to come. I mean, when you have a look at the data, I mean, this is getting quite noodly. So Radio 2, where Ken used to be, um, uh, that slots down about 1.3 million listeners and about 800 are recorded as you at the moment. But that difference probably suggests the direction of travel when all of that Ken listening is, is, is added on a little bit later over the next quarter or so. Yeah, it does. It does. It does look like that. And I mean, I think we, we knew from day one that Ken has got really loyal fans that have listened to him for a long time absolutely love what he does um tune in specifically for for him and popmaster every morning and it does look like you know in a rare moment actually that um because you don't see it very often you know where an audience actually just goes you know they, they follow a presenter from one station to the other you know like that it, it's it's a very rare occurrence now I've, I've probably only seen that happen once matt and that was um, when Kyle and Jackie O moved um, from today to Kiss in Sydney, and pretty much the shares and the the, the audience um, switched between the two stations, so it's very rare you see that. No, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So, what was on? What was in your uh, your predictions? Has this has this hit your predictions for when uh, uh, when you thought about pulling him over to to Bauer? It's hard, isn't it? Because, I mean, all we can look at is our streaming data and our um, social engagement numbers. And obviously they have massively increased, um, as, as I'm sure you're aware. And, you know, we, we did some rough calculations based on what that would look like. And certainly that number was significantly higher than, than what Rajar is posting in, in, in this quarter. Um, so, but I think everybody is delighted with with the uh, with the success of of uh, of Ken Show and 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 the whole station actually as well because I think what we've seen is while Ken Show has clearly boosted numbers for the station that success has been shared across the schedule. Um, Simon Simon's done really well at Drive Time. Jackie Brambles has gone over a million in the evening. Andy Crane, Rossi, Mark Goodyear, Kate Thornton, all the shows have, have, have done really well um, in this quarter. And you're doubling down on Ken. There's going to be even more Ken, a whole radio station uh, from him. Uh, what's happening with that? <laughs> so, yeah, obviously we launched uh, a new initiative and that was Premium, which is a subscription service um, and it's ad free. So um, obviously done by lots of, lots of, uh, lots of other platforms um, outside of radio. We started some trials um, at the start of the year, and that's gone really well from a Greatest Hits point of view. I think Greatest Hits is, uh, is certainly the most successful station in, in whole Bower's whole portfolio, including our European stations. 
And I think I think that's because we are pulling an audience from the BBC. Clearly, that that are 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 not always um, as happy to sit through commercial breaks as uh, maybe listeners that are true true commercial radio listeners. So we've seen a great uptick in subscriptions since Ken started, and on the premium sort of service at the moment, as well as the main station without the ads, you can you can listen to. Um, you know, an 80s channel, Simon Mayo's got an album channel, and uh, we're about to launch Ken Bruce's Secret 60s, um, which is obviously celebrating the music music from a decade. We don't really play a huge amount um, because Greatest Hits music policy is kind of centred 70s, 80s, 90s. So this this is a chance to uh, for listeners that love, love the 60s, from the Beatles to the Stones, etc., to tune in, hear Ken, who loves that music as well, um, playing some of the songs that uh, that you know he was uh, he was brought up on, uh, and he sort of gets overlooked a little bit in your portfolio because all the talks on on GHR at the moment. But good results for Hits Radio as well. So it's going Hits Radio, the station, um, up to one point eight million reach, kind of year on year. It's up about five hundred thousand, and the Breakfast Show with uh, Fleur, James, and Matt also doing well, up from four one three to five fifty over the year. That's that, that's doing good numbers as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think a few years ago, the, the the strategy with with hits obviously was to try and expand into areas on using DAB and other other platforms that we we didn't have audience with the current um, mix of heritage stations. So you know, out of area listening. So um, that was that was the reason hits was was created in in the first place. And I think that's that's obviously been part of that success story around growth because you know, as you say. You know, it seems now that, that that we're seeing some acceleration there. So 1.8 million, um, you know, breakfast. I mean, Fleur's had a great run, hasn't she? She's obviously been on Strictly. Um, uh, her profile's been been on the up and uh, she's she's uh, taking over from Ryland this year as the main presenter on It Takes Two. So, um, and she's an amazing ambassador for the brand. So, so yeah, so the, the guys have done well. They're up 33% of breakfast. And we've also seen um, Sam in the Evenings, which is a new show we put on in January, um, adding about 30% to his audience between 7 and 10 weeknights as well. So really pleased, really delighted with the hits performance as well. Okay, well, congratulations on both of those. Uh, any more kind of talent swooping you plan to do for, for any of your stations? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you follow that, Matt? You tell me. Well, there's there's a few people out there who might who, who might fit. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Always always on the lookout. But uh, but yeah, I think we'll just take a moment and and double down. And obviously, um, as 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 you said earlier, I think you know, um, make sure that we continue that growth for greatest hits because it seems to be working well over the next uh, the next few surveys. Great. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So Adam, Gary seems pretty happy with the uh, first Ken results, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think rightly so. I mean, they've taken they've taken a risk, I guess, in terms of I'm sure they've written a large check, and um, I think it's paying off for them. Um, it's not surprising, you know, that they, they were already seeing quarter on quarter growth. Obviously, they've been rebranding stations as they go, so there's kind of you know we're not always seeing like for like because you know if you change some. AM stations in Scotland to uh, call and call them greatest hits and your numbers will go up assuming you had an audience there but I don't think you know you can't take anything away from them they've had an excellent quarter. Uh, yeah I mean looking at the numbers it's it's slightly complicated isn't it because they, they had a, they had a big bump last quarter which was sort of a pre-Ken effect obviously lots of publicity about it probably lots of people sampling greatest hits for the first time and then this quarter is sort of notionally a full Ken, but as I said to Gary, the vagaries of how Rajar measures, we're probably still not getting the full picture, are we? No. So stations, for those who care, stations uh, tend to be measured on three months, six months, or even small ones, 12 month periods. And what that really means is we're getting a January to June average number here, but Ken was obviously only in place from April to June. So um, we've got you know, three months worth of data where before he was on. So um, you would expect, with all things being equal, that next time round we'll see another Ken bump. And we can sort of see that a bit with Radio 2, can't we? So Radio 2 measure on a quarterly basis. So all of the figures uh, are from the last three months. And that saw a drop for for Ken's time slot of about 1.3 million and maybe only an addition on greatest hits of 800,000. So there's probably still more to reallocate, aren't there? There probably are. Uh, but I, the one thing to point out, of course, is um, not everyone will necessarily be able to get greatest hits, although it's available digitally, um, depending where you live, you know, exactly what you get. So, you know, I would that, that million may not all have gone. It's not as simple as that. We see this repeatedly in the past when uh, big name presenters move from one station to another. Yes, there might be an audience dip, but it doesn't mean they will just go off to the new place. You know, when when these programming changes happen, there's a massive resampling thing going on. It's kind of like, oh, I don't like the new guy or girl, or um, uh, I want to follow the person, but I'm not sure where they are. And oh, actually, this other station sounds quite good. So I suspect there's probably a bit of that going on as well. Uh, I mean, if you're Radio Two, um, I mean, they, they've seen their sort of top level number uh, drop a million, and yeah, that that's that's going to freak you out, isn't it? If you're the boss, I mean, Radio Two emailed me and said, um, and I'm sure emailed quite a few people, just saying that is only a seven percent drop. Uh, I mean, they are a massive, a massive radio station. A million does seem a big number, but um, 
seven percent on the high on on the fluctuations chart, but that that has happened before over the past few years. Yeah, we see. I mean, I think we've seen as as radio listening has changed, we've seen some quite substantial jumps. You know, seven percent once upon a time, I think you would have looked very aghast at that kind of thing and and indeed sometimes you'll see a seven percent upward rise and you'd love it but you kind of go yeah we know that's going to normalize a little bit out next time round. i think just the nature of the changes and the patterns of what we're listening to and how we're listening and things like um you know the emergence of on-demand streaming services podcasts you name it does mean that the numbers seem to bounce around a little bit more so you know it's seven percent. A million people is a big number, but you know, it's a million people from the UK's and arguably Europe's biggest radio station, and uh, it's still by a long way the biggest radio station. So you, you've kind of got to take that into account as well. I can't feel too sad for Radio 2's drop. They are still uh, a colossus, as you said, still the biggest radio station. I think I think Zoe Ball is probably still the biggest breakfast show in the country as well. Yes, she is. Yeah. So. Obviously, they'll be a bit disappointed at Radio 2. Obviously, very, very happy at Bauer. Um, probably still with, with more growth to come. Um, what else did you see from, from Bauer's numbers? Uh, a million years ago, you were, you were there at Absolute. Uh, how are their other brands looking? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, um, a mixed picture, really. I think probably something like they'd be a bit disappointed with Magic. We've seen um, some slips there. Absolute Radio, where I used to work, hasn't done too badly at all, um, and the network's up a, a reasonable amount. Perhaps the most interesting one, I've been personally interested in this, is we've seen Kistery overtake Kiss for the first time. So we've seen a sub-brand usurp the main brand for the first time. There's about 58,000 listener lead now for Kistery over Kiss, which uh, I find is quite interesting. And that's both reach and hours, isn't it? Um, uh, Kistery leading Kiss. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, now I think that's probably, you know, if I was to, you know, without having access to whatever kind of internal research that they have, that's probably as much as anything a demographic mm. um, and radio listening um, kind of uh, reasoning. So younger listeners maybe aren't listening as much, and Kiss is obviously aimed at the younger audience, whereas Kistery, you're listening to the music from, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago, whatever, and you're an older person who's more used to listening to radio, and so you'll still love listening to the radio you know to some of the songs from your youth effectively um as we've seen in the past with and we continue to see with uh, some of the decade stations that others others like uh, absolute and heart do so i i suspect that's why but it's it's been edging towards this now for a few quarters and we've now actually seen it happen I mean, also, I mean, Kiss was a, a bigger radio station 10, 20 years ago. I mean, that audience now are probably listening to Kistery, listening to the same songs they listened to when it was uh, Kiss FM back in the, the 90s and noughties. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we know at the younger end, it's really hard. You know, there's a lot of ways now you discover music. You know, um, some would have you believe that it's only on TikTok that anyone is discovering music or maybe Spotify. So the idea that people are still listening to the radio, even though we know that large numbers of people listen to the radio, I think it's 88% of the population in this, this quarter. And indeed, large numbers of young people still listen to the radio, but maybe they're not listening to quite as much. That's That's what's happened. 
I mean, when I was having a look at some of the other dance stations, both Capital and Heart now have dance spin-offs, Capital Dance and Heart Dance, both of those now over a million listeners each. And you know, it's a little bit of, of them kind of nibbling away at, at Kiss as well. It's sort of lost its, um, you know, raison d'etre uh, that it maybe had before. Yeah, I think, I mean, let's face it, it's, it's now easier than ever, it seems, for the big brands to pop up new services fairly quickly and fairly easily and fairly inexpensively. You know, um, I noticed Capital Chill popped back up onto Rage. I don't think Chill actually went anywhere, but it's been a few years re- since it last uh, had some Rage numbers. And, you know, we've seen, I think in the interview you just played, you know, that the, the Bauer sort of premium services, they announced a forgotten 80s service. So some of these are, you know, paid for things. Some of these are just, um, they can go onto a DAB multiplex somewhere or go onto the dial on your, uh, the radio apps that, uh, you know, the likes of Bauer and Global have. And you, you can you can spin these out. And I think there's definitely a case that, uh, once upon a time, you know, the economics of starting a new station for a modest number of people, not a small number of people, because all of these are doing, you know, doing OK. And of course, the advertising gets sold across the entire network. But once upon a time, the economics necess- wouldn't have necessarily worked for that. Not if you had FM or even just, um, you know, DAB uh, slots to fill. But now they do, particularly in a um, uh, particularly in a streaming world. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people are going off to a lot of these sort of disparate places and getting precisely the music that they want. You know, I want a particular flavour of dance music from a particular period that's important to me or that I particularly loved. And I'll go off and do that. And of course, that's going to snip around and eat at the edges of a big sort of legacy brand like Kiss. I mean, if you're Rebecca and she's in charge of all the kisses, uh, but obviously a lot of her time spent on on kind of the main Kiss FM UK, um, does it does it make those companies think actually where our budget goes, where our effort goes, should maybe change? Uh, you know, traditionally spin-off stations uh, didn't necessarily have the same effort put into them as as the main service. Or does it say that actually some music intensive services are fine and, and they don't they don't need much more investment? Yeah, it's a really interesting question, isn't it? And you know, I often wonder: do you take, do you switch, do you switch round FM and DAB? You know, uh, Kiss still has the well, it, it's losing the one in East Anglia, but it still has some FMs. And you know, would would it be better idea putting an, a service aimed at older listeners over onto FM and and switching the younger one onto a, a streaming and DAB one as well? I I. I don't know, but there would definitely be all the things I'm thinking about, you know, at the point, you know, I think the the only real difference is, is whether, and this is what I don't know, is whether there's a, a real difference in the rates that they're able to charge to advertisers. So even though Kistry might be bigger than Kiss, it's possible, given the demographic that Kiss reaches and uh, the, the wave band that it's on, that it still earns more money. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, these are commercial operations. That's what it boils down to. I mean, deciding which, what goes where is, is sort of quite an art. I don't think there is any any real, uh, you know, guaranteed solution to it. I mean, I think what was interesting was when Absolute kind of lost all of their analog frequencies and went digital only. It hasn't really affected that station. And putting Greatest Hits Radio on previously the Absolute Radio FM frequency in London has definitely bene- benefited uh, GHR. So there is sort of... Um, 
there isn't kind of one size fits all, is there, to, to where things should be broadcast? No, definitely not. I mean, I think the absolute one was always interesting because of the sort of AM and music and is that an appropriate bandwidth? Is that an appropriate band in 2022, 2023 for, for music? So that, that was probably an easier question, question to uh, call. But it does feel that Bauer is more willing to do this. As I just sort of mentioned, they're, they're going to switch from KISS to GHR in... Um, in the east of England, um, uh, something that Ofcom has just allowed through, despite the uh, complaints from uh, some of the other um, some of the other radio stations that are competing in that area. You know, we're going to see more and more of this. People try out because it's not it's not maybe as critical because we, we you know because so the majority of listening now for most stations is digital what you actually do with something like fm you can get you can you know you can experiment some more i think and that and that's what we're beginning to see and that, and you know that that's quite interesting you know it keeps keeps things lively you know you will lose some listeners some of these things will lose listeners because all the people may be driving an old car that they've never put a new dab radio station in or they're you know whatever a new dab radio set in um they're not going to be able to listen and you know maybe they're not going to jump through the hoops required to to make those changes so that there are there are costs to that but maybe they're they're much smaller than we used to think they are uh, so looking at Bauer's rivals, uh, how's Global over in Leicester Square? How are they doing? Um, probably mixed numbers, I would say, across most of the board. Um, the Capital brand fell a little bit. That includes kind of basically all the Capital stations. But, you know, it was up on the year. Um, I mentioned they've kind of just uh, added in Capital Chill. Um, Smooth um, was down on the quarter and up on the year it's, it's, it's a very sim- similar sort of thing going around and indeed even the heart network was down on the quarter up on the year i suppose probably perhaps the most interesting one because it, it kind of lends to a, a kind of wider theme about speech stations is lbc had a bit of a hit this quarter and that's not uniquely to lbc mm. we've seen um the bbc speech t- stations take uh, hits to a certain extent as well times radio with um the wireless there seems to be something going on there i don't know you know exactly what that is is hard to say my my suspicion is it's a combination of the growth of podcasting because so much of these stations outputs um is targeting perhaps the same kind of person indeed the same with the same programming that, that enjoys podcasting but there's also um news avoidance is is a real thing and um the reuters digital news report came out uh, a month or so back um and uh, you can go and read it on their website and you know the uk has a fairly significant number of people who actively avoid news you know if you think of some of the negative stories from you know the cost of living crisis to climate change to obviously the war in ukraine you know i there's there's a possibility that you know maybe that's having an impact on some of these stations because these are the kind of things they're their bread and butter that's what they're talking about all day long that's that's kind of our hypothesis i don't know but um we've seen a couple of quarters now and it does seem aware of slight declines and it does seem to be affecting everybody so so my, my suspicion is maybe both of those kind of elements are coming into play yeah i, I was looking at um 
I was looking at some Radio 4 data, and obviously the, the, there'll be some headlines probably about the Today programme's figures dropping. It's probably been the lowest it's been for, for, for quite a while. Uh, but the Today programme sort of rises and falls with Radio 4. It, it roughly, it's about 60 61% of the uh, Radio 4 audience listen to the Today programme, and that's been the case since kind of post-pandemic. Um, and when I had a bit of a look at the demographic breakdowns, and sort of under 55s, which I will call the young end of Radio 4, um, definitely is under is under quite a lot of pressure and has been been sort of dropping off. Um, 55, 64 is fairly strong, and 65 plus, if anything, has, has been growing over the, over the past kind of few years. Um, I mean, Radio 4 has always talked about wanting to have replenishers uh, for the audiences that fall off the other end um, of the radio dial, uh, but um, that that's just seems tougher and tougher, as you say, particularly... There's, there's never been as much quality UK speech content uh, as there is both on broadcast radio, but also in the myriad of, of podcasts too, a place where obviously Radio 4 is, um, is, is quite competitive anyway. Yeah, and also it's kind of important to know that Radio doesn't really measure that listening. So if I choose to listen to, I don't know, the news quiz on BBC Sounds on demand rather than live on a Friday at 630 um, that doesn't go into radar that that comes down it will get measured i mean BB, the bbc's measuring with its bbc sounds uh, any podcast listening for that is measured but it's, it kind of falls out if you like it falls to the side of um sort of regular radio listening and, and as particularly younger audiences that becomes the the way you listen to those shows you know the idea that i'm going to be glued to my radio at 6 30 to hear a particular comedy or a particular show is 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 much you know in the same way that you know, younger audiences aren't um, watching linear TV quite so much, or at least n- not, you know, outside of sports and major reality shows and things like that. I, you watch it on your your own time, effectively. And I think, you know, and absolutely that competition, you know, e- even in a time when um, we're seeing um, maybe some cutbacks in certain levels of investment and things like podcasts, you know, it's notable Spotify, paying lots of money to get Louis Theroux across we've seen Pod Save the UK launch you know the Times the Guardian everyone launching fairly substantial podcast operations in the UK um, there, there's no as you say there's no shortage of things to be listening to aimed at that younger putative Radio 4 audience and we've touched on it a little bit but before I mean Times Radio I think it's a great listen like it's clearly a really well put together radio station uh, but they can't really seem to get away from around half a million listeners um, is this a marketing issue is it a branding issue or is it a, is it a programming issue for them the, the marketing thing's interesting because if you actually pick up a copy of the Times you can't really move for adverts for Times Radio but we all know, you know, newspaper sales are declining. And so, you know, the, even the value of free ads in the newspaper is only going to get you so far. Um, compare and contrast, by the way, to the bus size advertising global services because they own that bus side advertising and they can they can uh, put a capital ad when there's nothing else being sold. And these people in the streets see it. Um, I, I Yeah, I, I don't know. As you say, I think it's a good service. I suspect if you spent more on marketing it you would get a bigger audience but you know all the same things come into play uh, a little bit that we've just been talking about and there are strong competitors out there mm. you know LBC is a good station their lineup continues to do well their daytime lineup is incredibly strong um, and uh, you know 
it's radio speech radio is also habitual so you've really got to work hard to get people to put you on the dial and you know to 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 retune so you know it's never a given this is it's a year's project not a quarter's project um so it's it's hard to say it's hard to say i mean i'm not even sure that you know necessarily the big money signings make make the sense necessarily that they might do in a music station well, talking of kind of big money signings, obviously one of the, the first big ones to go was Chris Evans off to Virgin Radio, um, also in, in the same building as, as Times Radio, also Talk Radio and Talk Sport. Uh, how's Chris and Virgin doing? Uh, yeah, so Virgin, I mean, they're flat on the year in reach, but they're down about 5% uh, on the quarter and they're down about 2% on hours, both on the quarter and the year. I said they're floating around the 1.4 million-ish number and they've been there for a while. And Chris Evans, he's down about 4% on the quarter, only down about 1% on the year. Again, he's on uh, across the network, 863,000. So it's kind of floats around the 900,000-ish listener mark, which is obviously, you know, a long way off what he would have got back on radio too but you know it's never really it's never really sort of broken out of that sphere i suppose that's that's probably what they'd probably find a bit disappointing i think um the the whole kind of the news uk side of things face that sort of similar marketing issue doesn't it that that time's facing quite a lot of stations face you could maybe put um x uh, radio x in in that group as well uh that it's uh, they sort of found their audience and finding another chunk of it is just quite difficult in a sort of super competitive noisy world there's that you'll get that bit at the beginning i mean it will obviously be interesting to see what happens to ken bruce over time now you know once everything's sort of leveled off a little bit um but yeah it's it's you you can get those people in at the start but then you know the big fans because i I think for all of these yes they're on dab yes they're on dab nationally but it's you know a little bit out there you've still got to think about it it's still not necessarily sitting on a radio brand that is in your sort of top tier of radio brands so even though your smart speaker can easily stream many of these services you know it's not you know front of your sort of cortex there so i you know it's a challenge you know and we, we we've seen this now repeatedly where you know you'll get to a level and you just can't push on uh, speaking of, of, of newish stations, so Boom Radio has had a kind of meteoric rise since it launched. Uh, has it reached the uh, the limits of its success? It was up again this quarter, but um, uh, but at a, a much uh, l- sort of at a much kind of smaller degree, about six hundred thirty six hundred thirty five thousand, I think. Um, do you think there's still it's still got more in the tank? To be fair, they're still sort of 90% up on the year and 100% up on the year and hours. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was it was a bit more modest this year, this this quarter for them. Uh, I don't think they have. I mean, the, here's the thing. We've just been talking about some stations that do have a certain amount of marketing, even though they're largely marketing to a limited audience. And then here's a brand that, you know, as far as I'm aware, has minimal if anything anything in the way of uh, marketing budget so it, it feels like it's we're still talking about a word of mouth success um so yeah i i still think they've they've got a way to go 
Well, I, I really I, do. I don't. I don't think they. You know, they've 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 topped out. I caught up with Phil a, a little while ago, and he was saying they actually do do quite a bit of marketing, but it's very targeted at that older audience. So us spring chickens, of course, wouldn't be able to see it on places like ITV3. And think actually, it's quite a bit of Facebook <laughs> advertising. Um, but I think I think one of the things they said to me was. Um, their their challenge like a lot of challenge a lot of stations is is driving awareness and getting people to sample the station when they're in the door people really love it and boom i think has the highest average hours of any radio station on radio at the moment over 10 even beating lbc which always does quite well so when people find that station uh, it it does amazingly and their their total hours which is where the money comes from in commercial radio uh, i think serves them pretty well uh, what else did you notice from uh, this course's radio Given all the noise around BBC Local Radio, uh, it's notable that their um, their reach grew this quarter. Um, so uh, I don't know what to say about that, apart from apart from, apart from uh, you know actually the audiences you know the audiences are doing fairly reasonably there. It's like the curse of uh, award ceremonies. As soon as um, something good happens, your, fig- your figures go down, or when something bad happens, you, you, your figures go up. Uh, it was up about 250,000, wasn't it, to, um, I guess, around the, the 5 million. So uh, they'll be pleased, or management will be pleased. Um, maybe the staff, maybe not so pleased. There was a new station we got this quarter. Um, Radio X had Radio X Classic Rock. Uh, which is a new, newly Rajar reporting station. And actually, I mean, this go, kind of goes back to here's so here's a spin-off brand. Two hundred seventy-five thousand reach, one point three six, one point four million hours. That's, they're not terrible numbers if they're kind of additive to an overall Radio X brand and it's sold. You know that 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 seems um, pretty decent. Yeah, I think it, I think it's interesting. I think sometimes it's easy to jump on all kisses down or capitals down or smooths down uh, without thinking of the broader network uh, and how many hours they're now servicing across a variety of radio stations that as you say are all sold together uh, and you do have to sort of change your mindset a, a bit and i think maybe sometimes that's where some of the bbc stations haven't got a lot of that i know if you talk to some of the people at the bbc national networks they would quite like some radio one or radio two spin-offs uh to 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 do a similar job to what Absolute or, or Heart have done, uh, and some of the spin-off channels that maybe sit on BBC Sounds, we don't kind of see the numbers for it. It's just not not dealt with in the same way. Uh, so of course, maybe those stations are going to be, uh, you know, facing more challenges uh, than networks who can top up figures uh, with a with a handy spin-off. Yeah, it's it's always interesting. I mean, I was looking at, at the Heart brand, for example. You know, there are a lot of Heart digital stations. They get 75, 76 million hours now overall, which is, you know, a really staggering amount of hours across the brand. And even something like Smooth, which is never the most talked about brand ever, you know, it's got sort of 36 million hours across a number of things. You know, there are a lot of people listening to, and I mention hours here because obviously that, that's that's kind of what you trade, that, that determines how much money you can make. But these are good numbers and there are you know substantial numbers of listeners listening to the, these these services and yeah they're not the you know they're not they're not the sexiest brands they're not the ones the national newspapers are going to pick up on um but they're very solid performers 
Yeah, I mean, the other things I noticed, um, kind of classical music's not had a good kind of few quarters, both Classic FM and Radio 3 down. Uh, Radio 3 sort of bottomed out about 1.7 million a couple of quarters ago, sort of recovered and now it's kind of back to that. Classic FM, I think I've lost about 10% reach over the last over the last 12 months. Um, I mean, speaking to people at both of those networks, I think they feel sort of perhaps since Rajar change of um, uh, the systems and how they put together, maybe they've been overly affected. Um, and it's interesting that both of them seem to have um, fallen at, at roughly the same time. Does that say something broader about, about the market or how things are measured? Yeah, I don't know. I think Scala is also not exactly sort of, you know, that, that's not where all the listeners have gone to either. I think they've not had a great uh, uh, book either. I mean, it, it, it's hard to say. I don't think it's because Apple has launched their classical music uh, streaming product. I don't mm. think that's necessarily the reason why Oh, um, everyone's everyone's shifted. Um, I it, And it's not like I think that there necessarily there's, some been some enormous change in people's tastes so you know I, I those kind of stations they should be pretty solid and pretty much you know quarter on quarter i don't i'm not aware there's been yet yes there is a new controller radio three and there's all sort of some changes being made at the edges but it's not as though the entire schedule has been um thrown thrown upside down or anything and similarly you know there's a few bits and pieces going on at classic fm but again you know nothing too extraordinary so um you know i i don't think it's the programming necessarily that's that's causing these things but um you know we'll have to we'll have to see as you know the, the method the thing to know is the methodology since the pandemic has continued to evolve and be tweaked a little bit you know um and it's one of the things i sometimes you know do point out that we do have to be very careful sometimes when we're comparing uh some of our figures you know the exact how radar is being um the various different types of people who are being sampled and the, the makeup has evolved over time and i suspect there's more evolving to go on yeah it, it's interesting for people who don't know um so historically people have used diaries to record their listening and that might be a paper diary a diary on their computer or a diary on their phone uh, but now there's also um a mix of of sampling live audio that is that is heard so basically in a phone it switches on the microphone uh, every minute or so get to get to grab of what people are listening to and then runs that through the algorithm and that's actually that's a, i think that's a really big change to, to how things are consumed uh, and how the, the things put together and it wouldn't be surprising that that's going to make you know some changes to some stations or, or how things have been reported in the past it doesn't mean that something was right or wrong it just is you know a slightly different way of, of adding it all up no, absolutely. They were also um, going back to some people for a while. Um, that might have played out now, actually, into into the sample. So, you know, all these things, you know, and it is important, you know, there are different ways of doing it. You know, the way that the US market measures its radio is entirely different because it's so meter-based um, compared to the UK system. Um, all of these things, as you say, they're all completely legitimate ways of measuring but obviously if i measure the same thing in two different ways i will get slightly two different slightly different results um and and that's just a a, a, a thing of statistics that's, that's how statistics work 
Uh, so that's quarter two done. Uh, thank you, Adam Barry, for joining me. It's mainly just me for a, a chat about radio, really. There are some listeners, but we don't think about them too much. Um, uh, th- thanks for that. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you soon uh, on the regular show. Thanks very much, Matt. That's it from this special edition of the Media Podcast. If you're new to the show, hey, we do this every week and we also cover TV, press and digital media as well. Just hit follow in your podcast app of choice or go to themediapodcast.com. My thanks to Adam Bowie and Gary Steen and to producer Matt Hill from Rethink Audio. Uh, I'll see you at Edinburgh. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.